I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Lou is actually on the bottom today. It is Lou's birthday today. That shows how dedicated Lou is to this. Woke up. We're going to talk about NFTs today. We're going to talk about soccer. We're going to talk about all of Lou's favorite things on mm-hmm. his birthday. So That's correct. Yep. We're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna do 20 minutes on Top Shot, 15 minutes on soccer. <laughs> Lou, listen, happy Thank birthday, you. and not to be confused, it is 420. Mm, it is. I don't understand. I was getting trolled in the comments last episode. Did I say no, it's something? weird. I wonder what? how that happened. <laughs> and and then I show up, and I got Michigan and Ohio State. I mean, what, what are the odds? This? <laughs> what are the odds? So, I, you know, I had to rep. Ah, uh, yes. I had to rep. My the Chevrolet. Chevrolet kit. Chevrolet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start today off with so do what's on your mind. We get an idea of like what everybody's thinking about this morning. Um, some things that may re- not require full 40-minute conversations. Ty, I think we should probably start with you because I know we mentioned it, it, you know, offline beforehand. So feels like there's a lot happening. Feels like there's a lot happening um, in the world. And that's been that way for now 18 months. But then over the weekend, a massive development, probably one of the bigger sporting development, sports business developments in a very, very, very long time is going down right now with the formation of what they're calling the Super League. Obviously, for a long time, we've been throwing proper footy, you know, things here and there on the pod, um, largely related around cards. But in general right now, the sport is in utter disarray. And one thing that I do know is there's a lot of passion. Lou loves passion. Lou's a big passion guy. There's a lot of passion in European footy. And that passion is on full display right now because pretty much the biggest clubs in the world are all over leveraged and in massive debt. And the majority of them are now owned by Americans. And they have decided that they're leaving the Champions League and forming their own version of the Champions League. That's what this is. This is not them throwing everything else out. This is them saying, you know what? We don't want to be in the Champions League anymore because we have to play all of these mid-level clubs. And the reason that the Champions League gets big TV rights deals is because of us. And so we want more of that cut because we are massively in debt. And if we go out of business, everyone goes out of Pause. business. Pause. How many teams are doing it? Right now it's 12. Okay. They have three more slots. And then there would be five slots that you can qualify oh, for. Oh, so there is, Okay, so that's... Wait. Okay, keep going. So the 15 teams are in it every year, no matter what. Whereas right now, only four... In England alone, UK, only four teams from the Premier League go to the Champions League. There's something called the Big Six. Arsenal and Tottenham are like kind of, you know, five and six, I guess you could say. So people are upset saying that, oh, they're going to auto-qualify, what happened to having to try hard, all this jazz. What people don't realize is that they came out with this announcement a day or two days before Champions League 
was coming out and pretty much going to give them the auto qualify anyway. So people are on full tilt. People are mad that the beautiful game is being tarnished. And there's a lot of questions about what it's going to do to the card market. For one, I don't think it's going to do that much. I don't think there's too much to pay attention to other than they are trying to move fast and start this thing up. My likely take is that those teams are no longer in the Champions League. Champions League still exists. Super League goes on top of the Champions League. There's a new set of products that come out in cards called Topps Chrome Super League. Super League is a whack name, in my opinion. Yeah, but who's going who's gonna to get the rights, Ty? To who's going to get the rights to the cards? Yeah. Whoever pays more money mm-hmm. is my guess. Can I ask you three questions? Yes. One, so the Champions League continues to exist. I believe so. Okay. Who are the 15 teams off the top of your head? Who are they? Mm-hmm. So it's three from okay. Italy. The two, it's uh, the two. It's the same 15 every single time, and then five more teams can join. Yeah, so it's 12 locked in. Six from England, three from Spain, three from Italy. Okay. That's 12. Those are the founding members. Okay. And they're going to have three more teams. TBD, who those are. Yeah, it's been saying right. Paris, Munich, and Dortmund. LA Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, so then that would be 15. Exactly. LA Galaxy. LA, that would yeah. be 15. <laughs> And then you'd have five more teams that would get the ability to qualify to compete against them. Got it. Those 12 teams are the Milan teams, Juventus, those are the Italy three, Spain, you've got Barcelona, Mm -hmm. the two teams from Madrid, Real and Atletico, Uh and then you've got the big six from England, which is- That's like Chelsea, Man City, Man United, Arsenal. Mm Mm-hmm. Liverpool. I was, by the way, I got four yeah. of those off the rip. You anyway, did. You did. Um, so that's interesting. That's that is very uh, one of that. The first thing that makes me think of from the, like the critical end is like it's a little like you know how boxing has like too many titles and like mm-hmm. too many belts and there's too many weight classes and there's all these different things. That's what that. If I wanted to have a critical brain, that's what that sounds like to me. Agreed. But I think you would have made the same comment a week ago. I would have. Like, I think generally that's what people think about the sport anyway. I would have. That's true. So I guess it changes nothing. You got the FA Cup. You got the Euro Cup. You got the Community Shield. You got the Premier League. You got the Champions League. You got the Europe Cup. It's all over the place. So, Tyler, why are people outraged? Because they feel like they're being taken advantage of. They think it's the biggest clubs that everyone supports, which is funny, right? It's all about the game and the purity of the game, but everyone supports the same six clubs, even though there's a club in their community likely that is part of this whole pyramid yeah that's the other thing everyone in if you're a soccer fan you have like four teams you like it makes no sense people are triggered because they feel like they're being taken advantage of as fans they're like why would you do this we support you so much and then they don't you know what i'm trying to say is i don't like it i'm vehemently against the super league but why are you against it I'm against it because it doesn't feel as pure. One of the beautiful things about it is if you saw in, in proper footy, if your team sucks, you're going to have to grind it out for like 18 months you and, and get better and scout well and bring some good players and maybe spend some money. But Lou, you know this. You both know this. You're wearing Michigan. You're wearing Ohio State. I was a diehard Penn State football fan. The most pure brand in all of sports for our entire... It was... It was, it was, it was, it was the most pure brand in all of sports. And then it became the least pure brand in all of sports. Joe Paterno, they were the, they were the best. And then they were the worst. And so I've lost kind of my whole like 
goody two shoes around freaking yeah sports. well you're jaded ty that's what that means what i'm trying to jaded. say is people should have been woken up to this look at the jersey bro it's uh, manchester united you. it's a small city by the sea in the uk it's owned by <laughs> americans and it's chevrolet all over it you're walking, walking around wearing Boston a billboard guys, right? yes no that's liverpool oh glazers who the glazers are manchester united. who are the glazers like jay glazer from fox sports <laughs> No. Are they related to him? Isn't Glazers the Buccaneers guy? I actually have no idea. That's why I was asking. So that's interesting. I think there's some there's something to be said for the pure argument of soccer fans and all that. I get that. But there's also the business end, which ultimately always So Ty, would this be like yeah. Ohio State, Alabama, uh, Clemson, Georgia, Michigan? I mean the you know, the best ten, fifteen teams in college football just going in forming a league and you know, just mm-hmm. being like, Hey, we don't want to play which Hawaii they've talked about, by the way. and mm-hmm. you know, UTSA. Yeah. We rather, we'd rather just play the best fifteen teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that what this is like? When Alabama goes to play North Texas, they pay them like four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, people, what I, there needs to be a wake up of like. Also, people are defending FIFA and UEFA, and this isn't a soccer podcast. Hopefully, it's a little educational. People are defending FIFA and UEFA. Meanwhile, the World Cup is being played in the middle of the winter in Qatar. And they're building stadiums using labor that they're paying people pennies and putting them in houses. It's like... wonder how those stadiums got put up every time there's a World Cup. Uh, yeah. So I just like... I, I don't like it because the, uh, it does kind of put it a little bit in your face that it's been about money. But what I'm trying to say is it was inevitable and it's been about money. That's sports. All right, Lou, what's on your mind this morning? What's on my mind this morning is I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for dinner tonight. Because, like, normally mm. on my birthday, I like to be alone on my birthday. This is a weird little thing about me. I like to be solo on my birthday. That's kind of a Lou thing. It's a very Lou thing. Maddie was very confused when I was talking to her the other day. She's like, what are you I talking about? That would piss me off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that would piss anyway, me off. Anyway, anyway, so uh, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for dinner tonight. But um, what I'm thinking about in the card world is I bought a raw card yesterday for the first time in a year plus. I won it at auction. I actually did the thing, you know where you set the bid that you know is not going to be the winner, but you want to get the reminder later on in the day because I didn't, I was on my phone. You want so the five minute the, reminder the, and the 15 minute reminder. The 15 that's watched, the watch correct. is ending, five minutes that the bid is ending. Correct. Like Smart play. Correct. Turns out I just won with that amount. So I won a Tatis Bowman Chrome Auto uh, Raw. I'm fired up about it. I'm excited to get it into Super Express it. I want to see if I get it delivered to me before the end of the week and I get it sent in. If I get it sent out, if I get it sent out like early next week, if I can get it back for Dallas, I'm going to be fired up. I don't think I can. Be really close. But if it's going to be so crazy. If I can get it back for Dallas, it might like just barely line up. Sneak in. Yeah, sneak it in. I think I'm one. getting a big, big amount back pre-Dallas. Yeah. You got to have the bag ready ready to go. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. And it's also Lou's birthday. Let's just double down on that real quick. Ryan, what is on your mind? On my mind, I I, saw, I got an email yesterday uh, about eBay and I saw somebody tweeting about it and I thought it was kind of interesting to talk about because I'm not sure everybody knows about it, but it looks like you don't have to have a premium store and script, uh, pres- uh, subscription anymore to use Terapeak. And I'm not sure people are aware of uh, that are in the card market. I'm not sure everybody's aware of what uh, Terapeak does. 
So it allows you to search sold listings on eBay in the last year. So I think this is a big development here where, you know, if you use 130 point, you use eBay sold listings, you use card snoop, you use any one of the ones that, you know, you can check what best offer sold for. Those typically show you what, 60, 90 days. Um, Terrapeak shows you within the last 12 months. So I think that's big. I would have to check into this more. I, I probably should have done a little bit more research on this, but I think I, I mentioned this to you guys earlier. I think it shows like it's behind like 30 days or 40, 45 days or so, because I searched this morning and I remember the dates being like February 3rd through February 4th. So it wasn't showing me anything in like March or April when I was looking, but regardless, you know, you can use eBay sold listings for that feature. Now, if you want to find something, you know, more. So does Terrapeak show by now actual prices? That's a good question. My understanding is yes. So that is my understanding. Again, they're not stuff within the last two or three days or two or three weeks. It's stuff that's older, but my understanding is yes. Understood. Duh, is it its own app or a website? It's on eBay. So it's in your seller hub. Yeah, on it's eBay. in your seller hub on eBay. It looks really, in, I don't know if my lighting will catch it. Interesting. You can search it, but, uh, yeah, so when you go to dates, yeah, so right now it only lets me search. Let me see. I think it only lets me search through February 2nd, or maybe my dates were wrong and I just never changed them. No, I'm looking at last seven days, right? On e- on Terrapeak? So, so maybe I just had it set to the last time I looked, which would have been in February. Uh, let me see. Luca. Let's check Luca Prism 10. Let's see what those are doing. Yeah, it does show last seven days. Yeah, they won't let me go back more than a year. Okay, so it's anything within the last year. All right, cool. Terrapeak. And the main takeaway is that this is new, that it's free. Yeah, so again, I've had a premium store subscription, and it used to come with that. So like you paid 75 Mm -hmm. bucks a month for a premium store. You got a bunch of different benefits, and then they got that. You got Terrapeak for free. Now they're saying, hey, you don't need that. You can use this tool. And it's a great – I mean, anything in the last year – especially for things that are like more rare where you want to see like, Hey, have any of these cards ever sold? Like I was looking up a chronology auditor today. That's from a basketball set. That's, you know, th- those don't pop up super often use Terrapeak and you can find out like, Hey, one of these sold in September last year. You can't see that most places, especially for free. I like it. I'm going to get involved in that tonight. So that is what is on my mind. Lou, Ty, we talked about it in chat yesterday about the national update. They posted that. What's uh thoughts on that? So the update was for everyone that they kind of put out like a dance around. It's not looking too hot. And if it's continues to not look too hot, they said drop dead date that they're going to make an announcement is June 1st and that they won't be moving it to another location. And that if they do cancel it, it'll be in October. It felt like one of those like, hey, wink, wink, contingency plan, but we're going to hold our breath for a little bit. No need to make a decision until you need to make a decision. Correct. Now, I believe Chicago has historically been very tough over the last 18 months and probably will continue to do so based on comments of their um, political leaders. My thought is it's, it looks like writing on the wall is it's not going to happen. And Dallas is going to be lit because I think that they're just going to go July. Boom. Probably. I also think there will be an October national and they will, that show will be massive. 
if you could pick, what's your one fantasy location for the National? Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> you can't right pick Columbus, road. Ohio. Or you yeah. could. I mean, they host, um, they host the Arnold. They could definitely do it. So I'd, if it's in October, I don't think it will be as lit. Because Cause it's summertime and all that. Summer, you know, these are it's a big event for people. They book it, the flights. I mean, it's not cheap to book flights, book hotel, get the whole thing planned out. You got to move a lot of stuff and then just like pivot to October. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Atlantic City last year would have been up there with my, you know, all-time picks. Los Angeles probably would be pretty cool. And... Vegas would also be super cool. Yeah, I, I I default to Vegas as like the best place to, that it could possibly be. I've never been to either of those cities, but the the Chicago location is very nice for the social aspect of it with f- four hotels connected to the convention center where you just walk right out of the hotel. You know, you can walk out of your hotel room into the convention without walking outside. And then when you leave and you pass the hotel lobby, there's all sorts of trade nights and wheeling and dealing going on. I think just from the the social aspect, the Chicago one is really hard to beat. It's just everything in one centralized location for five days. It's just, that's, that's tough to, that's tough to beat. It's unfortunate, man. It's two years of no, like two years of no national. One thirty seven PM is going to throw a sick event in its stead. I promise. Uh, before we go into the next thing, Give me a quick 30 seconds from both of you, the number one thing on your mind about cards. What's the, what's, we're going to get, Lou, we talked about this the other night, Rye, I've been trying to get to you. We're going to start doing this kind of like daily, what's on your mind, one thought. Give me just, you wake up today, first thing that comes to mind about cards, about, about the hobby, something you're paying attention to, something that's been burning, something that you've been thinking about. This morning I thought about LeBron and then I thought about basketball. That's so funny. That's, that was one of the things I'm thinking about is I, I saw somebody say today when others are fearful, it was like when others are feel fearful, double down. LeBron's the first one that comes to mind. That market is really, really soft. So do you believe in enough in the card market and that in LeBron's market where those are going to go back up? I mean, his tops PSA 10s are down, what, 40% from where they were? Tops Chromes are down. Um, you know, do you think LeBron's going to come back and win a title? Maybe. Do you think Space Jam is going to affect the price of his cards? Maybe. I mean, if you believe in LeBron historically, and, and especially if you believe in cards, I I think there could be a buying opportunity there for where his stuff is at now versus where it has been. So, yeah, that, that's one thing on my mind is, does this make sense to, you know, put so, some money in some LeBron stuff? Because, um, you know, supply, like, you know, we always say supply and demand is going to play out long term. And, you know, when you think about it and there's 1,500, 1,800, 2,000, whatever it may be of some of these LeBron PSA 10 rookies, that's just not going to be a lot in the grand scheme of things. And how will that shape out 5, 10, 15 years from now? I, th- I think that's an interesting play. The top Chrome LeBron James is up there with the MJ Fleer as as close as you can get to if if you generally believe in cards, this is this card will ride that wave as well. That you can get. I was going to say that the NBA feels as soft as it may ever feel. Just in removing cards, the league right now, other than, I mean, Steph just going absolutely banana land, feels like it's just in total wait for the playoffs mode. 
And I think if we've learned anything over the last you know, couple of years, you can call it about the cycles and what have you, there will be some fiery NBA nights over the summer. And I believe that that will equate to a rise in the NBA market. Yeah, I think there's going to be some NBA buying opportunities here this summer for sure. There's going to be so much hype around Trevor Lawrence and football going into next so year. Many. Burrow, Herbert, Kyler, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, right? All these young guys, Josh Allen, Baker. I mean, Baker stuff is on the rise. I mean, I bought a big deal of him a couple weeks ago and his stuff is up. It, it's It's on the way up. And I think you're going to see all this attention on football in the summer. You know, as a team loses in basketball, somebody's stuff's going to dip. And the way the basketball market is already soft to say that somebody would dip even more, it seems like there's going to be some buying opportunities because the attention is definitely shifting towards football and a lot of things. By the way, speaking of football, mm. I oh, mean, yeah. let's talk about the massive Ryan Johnson pull. Talk to us about it. Give us a little something. Like, I mean, this kid pulls like arguably the biggest card you could pull out of National Treasures. Seriously, that is. I know, Jay. Right, I, I can't really forget who was that. part of that break and who was not. Let's open with so that. So seriously, shout out to Lou and uh, to Jay, our producer, for hopping in the uh, the one of the bigger breaks. I think probably the biggest break we've ever done. Tyler was on uh, the golf course, right? Just too busy for the old car talk gang. Brandon Ayuk, baby, let's go. But let the record show. I tried to get in. Yeah, like seven fifteen under the gun. Yeah, that doesn't count it's at like, all. Hey, man, break starting. Oh man, for sure. I mean, break gets sold out I mean, four so hours you ago. You think you know a guy, but like you don't know. You a guy. said if I get off the golf course in ton time, I might take a look at it. If you really wanted to join, you would have been in the comments trying to buy someone's spot. I'm sure someone would have sold you their spot, but you weren't. You're not wrong. Someone did try and flip me their spot. I wasn't a game for the flip spot. Yeah, well, that's unfortunate. You could that you could have been you with the Herbert. Could have been you. But yeah, ripped. Uh, the break had a bunch of like football. The big thing was two boxes of NT. First box we ripped started out real. I mean, it was it was slow. The the box was like jersey. I mean, nothing super crazy. Hit like a Lawrence Taylor patch. Um, then it goes some sticker auto for the Chargers. Nothing super crazy, right? Just junk. Uh, and then it goes like Mike Williams jersey auto for the Chargers. So we're back to speaking oh, of Chargers. You don't want no. Yeah, it was it, so it was Josh Kelly. That's what it was. It was Josh Kelly horizontal auto like the field looking one they're cool cards field pass right so i thought it was herbert and it's josh kelly and it's jersey number so super cool card right like i'm like this is awesome and then it's yeah i thought it was herbert it's not it's josh kelly it's no no thanks it's a jersey number card so i'm like okay no then it's another charger and i'm like speaking of chargers we don't want it's mike williams right it's mike williams jersey auto and as soon as i pick the card up like I've got a little NT box in front of me. So like I can see behind it just a little bit, but not much. And I can see the edge of the Herbert. And I'm like immediately, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, you right? lost So it. then I'm like freaking out. I'm like, sleeve this stupid Mike Williams card. I'm like, the Chargers clearly aren't going to care because the, the the Herbert's behind it. So I'm like, okay, get this out of here. And then I stand up to see it. And like, I, I stand out on my chair because I don't want to knock the box. So, I mean, I stand completely up out of the chair and I see it and I'm just like, I mean, it's four color. It's I mean, it's a perfect patch on this card, and I'm and I I went That's nuts. Sick. I just immediately I walk out of the room. I go to get a magnetic for it, and I walk right back in. And I'm just yeah, it was nuts. You did have a little pre reaction, which I like because it's authentic. Yeah, it's just you know, it, it's somebody spending four hundred and seventy five dollars or whatever to get into a break 
You want to hit a card that's going to sell for a lot of money for somebody. That's exciting, right? You don't want to see somebody. I mean, let's use Lou as an example. Lou got a couple Brain and IU cards, right? Like, I want to see all of, I want to see everybody hit huge cards like that. You know, there's a couple sales right around the 35, 36, 37K range. So, are you grading it for them? I don't believe so. Um, Interesting. yeah, it's I don't it's not gonna it's not gonna nine five. It's got a little it's got a little wear and tear. Nothing super crazy. It might get a nine. I think that and that's a pretty good grade for that. But I don't anticipate it getting a nine five. Um, the, the the question now becomes: Do you ship it or do you get on a plane and pick it up or drop it off? So that's kind of the discussion we're gonna have. So Lou, what's the number that you would get on a plane to do a deal for? So I thought long and hard about this. Um, setting aside. Uh, the LA Adventures. I would probably, I would probably get on a plane now for anything over twenty five. So if you pulled the Justin Herbert, you getting on a plane to come get it? I'm gonna, I'm coming to Columbus, hundred percent. Are we coming to Columbus anyway? I'm thinking about this. Uh, the answer is, I'm trying to be an employee, right? No, you're not. Uh, no, you're not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> will let us do anything. Lou and I run one of the busiest guys in the world schedule. I can't work six hours at a card shop. <laughs> Jesus. I respect it, but geez. I got it under control. <laughs> so we'll just do it here first, right? Well, I'll, I'll drop it here first. I'm, I'm happy to do this. We are, because we haven't announced this yet to the public. Breaking news. We have breaking news. Wee woo, wee woo. We have breaking news. May 4th is is going to be the open date. Um been kind of eyeing that date for a while. So waiting on a couple of things to get done before then, but everything should be in play, knock on wood, um, before May 4th. So May 4th is going to be the official move date of the new, uh, or the official open date of the new shop. Maybe opening weekend, Ty. Yeah. Yeah, opening weekend. Yeah, maybe we'll let you get the kinks worked out. We'll come out, pick up a couple shifts. You let the pros come in and figure it out for <laughs> yeah. the weekend. Well, congrats. That's going to be amazing. Thank you, guys. Uh, I, know I saw the paint job going on recently. I can't wait to share more about it. All right, so let's get into Play of the Week. Again, Play of the Week is brought to you by eBay, your number one stop for all things cards and collectibles. So as always, if you are new here, Jason, the producer, fields Play of the Week uh, submissions from you, the listener, on our Instagram page or Twitter at CardTalkPod on either of those platforms. Um, But essentially what he does is he'll take all the submissions, filter out the best five of them, And then Tyler, Lou, and I see them live for the first time together, talk about them, and we pick a winner. So, Jay, what do we have this week? All right, this is from Brady Benz. It says, yo, want to throw my name in the hat. I bought a Conor McGregor at a 25 rookie, BGS 9.5 in May of last year for 700, then sold this this December for $12,000, 17X on that card. His note says, okay, uh, so I don't know what this is. It says, I won't be the winner here. The man who sits on this card will be. This slight premium will be so worth it. We both know that 11.5 and I send first thing in the morning. Okay, drive our Hargan, let's do it. So I think Brady yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah, Brady so that's is the, the negotiation. So that's him selling it. So he sold it off of eBay, but it shows that he uh, he sold it for that. Yeah, I mean, paid 11.5 on it. That's that's wild. So what, what, what do you think? Great play. Great play by this guy. Brady, I mean, I know that he's made a lot of soccer plays, and I remember him talking to me about these plays. Obviously, Connor is legend, and UFC is a runaway train, combat sports, in my opinion. 
he kind of walks between this like celebrity fighter you know he really went to another uh atmosphere i'm a big fan of the play i'm not sure where i sit on the room for you know what the next jump up for that yep. is but as a play for brady i'm a, I, I respect yeah. it yeah, I think that'll be the interesting thing long term is like, do they make a lot more UFC? Does the sport continue to grow in popularity? Because if it does, some of this early UFC stuff will do really, really well. I think we can agree on that. I just think it depends on where the sport's going to go. I like the play. I have a couple of McGregor things myself uh, bullish on it. I, I agree with you, Tyler, though. The thing that intrigues me the most about it is the celebrity fighter kind of status, right? Just the, the I always say it, right, that relevancy matters. Right. So being in the news will matter. Right. So McGregor's always looking for attention. He's always in the news for something. So I just think that people are always going to be like, hey, man, this guy was a great fighter. He's always in the news. He's always being talked about. And that's going to help sell his stuff. So that's why I I like some of his stuff more. Again, I'm not some pro, you know, I'm not the pro in the UFC game, but. He's a showman. Yeah. He's yep. a showman. So I like to play. Eyeballs. I mean, you, you can't you can't argue with seven hundred to eleven five or twelve thousand, whatever it was. I mean, that's a. I mean, you're five figures on one card. That's that that's impressive. Agreed. Jay, next one. All right, there's a lot going on here. Mm. Okay, Ryan Garcia, Goodwin champion. Yep. So it says uh, Roberto Galvez. It says hello, love the podcast and the different views that everyone brings to the table. Appreciate you. His submission is last summer. I kept seeing Ryan Garcia's name pop up in social media, so it looked if he had any cards. The only ones I was finding were his 2019 Goodwin champion. So I figured, why not put ten bucks into them? The upside was potentially high, and downside was less than an hour's worth of work. Love the thought process there. So he ended up grabbing about twenty of his rookie cards from anywhere to thirty to forty-five cents per card, and sold nine of them for two ten. This is one of those ones I've kind of kept on the DL. Uh, I love Ryan Garcia. I think he's awesome. He's only got two cards. So I basically have the next 24 hours to buy something of this guy because it's going to hit the podcast and I'm not going to be able to buy anything. Um, I I love the play. He doesn't have very many cards and I think he's really, really, really good um, and has a lot of potential in boxing. So I'm, I love this play. This is super cool and I'm super jealous. I did not get in on this earlier. Love the play. Love, love, love this play. I agree. So there's a lot on my mind right here. Oh man. Oh no! Oh my we just got the, God! We just got the side producer text just as I was about it. Jay saved himself. I'm going to give him a lot of respect. That's a hard text to send. It's hard to bite the bullet. I've been in those situations to like be like, no, I'm wrong. You know what, Ty? You're right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's really hard. It's hard to send that text. <laughs> oh boy! Yikes! It is. So I respect it because he he did that so that he knew I was about to look like bad. This is. Tobias Craig, actually. Jay, if you can text me his IG link, I'll fire it up there. But we really got to tighten up the ship around here because what I was about to say is Roberto Galvez is one of the smarter humans that and, and friends that I've made in this hobby. And I respect his game a lot. And typically we talk a lot. And I thought he snuck the Ryan Garcia play by me. Um but yeah, this is, a, this is a beautiful play. And I think Ryan Garcia is similar. I think Ryan Garcia and his team are being very smart because boxing and combat sports are on the upswing. And it's about not putting people on their back. It is about putting people on their back and not losing. And Ryan Garcia's team is being very thoughtful about getting him to his crescendo moment while building up his social profiles. He's better at social than just about any other 
true fighter in the game. And he plays opponents that would be good wins, building up his confidence, and he's going to have a mega fight. The Jake Paul strategy? He, the Jake Paul strategy, but he can box. I mean, gosh, his autos are so much more expensive now than they used to be. I mean, that's an amateur move. But he's, yeah, he's, uh, he's the real deal, and that's how I feel about it. At Tobias Craig is the guy. Is this the guy... Pardon, pardon my ignorance here. Is Ryan yeah, Garcia the, the guy who yeah, does like he like punches people in the yep. stomach? I yep. saw Ryan Garcia. I think one of the first times I saw him is when he, that he had those like weights swinging back and forth blindfolded, and then mm-hmm. was doing the the punching bag really really fast. I mean, dudes. I mean, freak He's a social yeah, savant. freak athlete. Next fight is in July against Javier Fortuna. Yeah, love the play. Next, all right. This is from Sean Dwyer. Uh, it says bought this Kobe on eBay, got it in four days, sold it for an offer of eleven fifty. So bought a Kobe nineteen ninety seven, missing serial number, PSA nine refractor. Looks like second year Kobe. Bought it for four hundred dollars on April twelfth, and sold it four days later for eleven fifty. Ninety seven tops finest Kobe. So we literally bought it, got it four days later, and sold it the same day. Got it for three X. I mean. If the receipts are there, I respect it. How's that possible? I mean, somebody sends same day. We send FedEx two day a lot on a lot of things, so it's not. I mean, the the listing, the first one's not very good. It says 1997, so it's not two years. A lot of the basketball stuff typically we have. Yeah, but how did it go? Hyphenated three years, X, so two years. Four it doesn't have Kobe Bryant. It says Kobe. Finest refractor number one thirty seven, missing serial number. Now let, and it also says PSA nine, but that's clearly a BGS nine. Um, it does say PSA nine, but you can clearly see it's a BGS nine even in that picture. So yeah, there's which is interesting because a PSA nine would be more than a BGS nine. The one thing is, is was it up for just again? Did you search newly listed and this is a buy it now and you just mm-hmm. clicked it before somebody mm-hmm. else saw it? Newly listed is such a play. Yep. So I smoked you two and stumped the shot. Yeah, this is the catalysts it says catalysts over the top. The one thing I don't know about this is like, does the missing serial number add value to a card or do the real collectors want one that's actually serial numbered? That's where I don't know enough about old school basketball like this. would love to ask one of our true basketball collectors that's really into that 90s. And does that mean it's like an error? Yeah, like my understanding is, is it should be serial numbered is what he's saying. Like out of, mm. even if it's out of like 269, I think that's what a lot of those finest were numbered to. So like, is something like that, since it's supposed to be numbered, does that make it more rare, less rare, more desirable? I don't know. So that's what I would love to love to find out from like a hmm. of ten ninety. I'm seeing collector. So. Yeah, like something like that. Like, is it supposed to be? And like, do they normally sell for five hundred? But since it's missing it, it's worth double. Mm-hmm. Or they normally sell for two thousand? But since it's not really zero numbered, it's a good play. Okay, interesting. Good job, Sean. Yeah, nice play. All right, so this is Roberto Galvez. So sorry for the mix up there. So searching through eBay late late nine January, I found the 2006 World Cup candy sticker of Zlatan, Ronaldo, and Beckham. Three Hall of Famers on one sticker. I saw that most of the stock was owned by the same seller across multiple listings. The stickers had just jumped from 50 to 75 raw. It still seemed like a bargain considering the three players, so I bought every one he had listed. Over 20 total. Listings for raw are now rare, and it's selling for $400 to $600. PSA 9s are $3,500. I sent in 20 for grading in separate batches to get different graders to look at them. That's a play. That's a big First play. batch came back four PSA 8s and one 9. My entire investment is profitable before the 15 more being graded. This is a play. There's a lot in this. Tyler, I know you said mm-hmm. this guy's intelligent. This this dude knows his stuff. This is 
all around a play. I love this play. Yeah. The separate graders thing is key. I we I don't think that gets mentioned or not. And it's not a knock on any company. That's that's important here. This isn't like saying, hey, you know, this company is terrible. This company is terrible. This is just saying, if you look at the same card over and over again, you, you're just going to, you're just going to nitpick every single one and why this one isn't this one or this one isn't that one. I think sending three or four in separate batches is, I think it's a great play. I, I love this play. Yeah. So wait, so are you saying he sent it to different grading no. companies? No, he sent them in separate orders. No, so like four, four, like let's say you send them in, you send in four every, every week. Right, send in four, or you could even use separate grading submissions, mm-hmm. like multiple different group submitters. Mm-hmm. Hey, send in four with this guy, four with this guy, four with this guy, four with this guy, and get completely different graders from completely different times. All sorts of different different stuff. I, I think it's super creative. But again, I mean, he's buying them for forty to sixty dollars or fifty to seventy five bucks, right? I mean, he bought three of them, right, for two fifty. I mean, it is three legends straight up on a card. I've said it. I'm very fond. Of Roberto, he's become a uh, a friend of mine, and the way that he kind of navigates and sees this stuff, he's been to. I've met him in Dallas a bunch, and the way that he plays the game and enjoys it, I'm a I'm a fan. And yeah, there's a lot to this play, and so this uh, could be like the bird magic of I, soccer. I think a lot of people should. We love a good trio card on this show. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I think there's other trios out there that are, have opportunity like this. Agreed. Huge fan of this play, how he listed it out, the yeah. whole thing. From start to finish, everything about this, right? Like The multiple graders is huge. The one thing we talk about, and I know Lou is such a big proponent of this, like Lou's been like, yeah, I was really big on this, didn't double down, or just bought one. He went he went out and bought every single one. He's like, hey, I like this play. I trust this play. I'm going to go all in, right? Double down on this 100%. Then he gets them, they go up. He's spending the money to grade them quicker to get them back to be able to cash in on it, right? Can sell the four or five he gets back, make all of his money back, and then have 15 come back later that are completely free whenever that happens. Even if the market goes down 50%, he's still way up. Love this play, A+. This is also a classic uh, um, like 2017-2018 uh, baseball prospecting move. There's like one person on eBay who has every single card of a player. And you just buy like a hundred of a card from one guy. It's a classic move. There was a guy on eBay who had every single Bowman prospect card under the sun. Can't remember his name. Hope he's a listener. Love it. Jay's anymore. All right. So we got this one from, uh, is it Type Spice? It says, bought each of these for 75 Canadian, free shipping as well. Maybe I can get featured on Player of the Week. I initially ended up buying two because there were only two on the site, but the seller reached out afterwards and said that there's another one he found in his shop, offered the third so he can send it along with the other two. So this is 1996 Space Jam Deluxe box card set. So it looks like he bought them, but oh, oh, so he bought them and then sold them. Wow. Yeah, he bought them. He bought them for 75 bucks a piece and sold one of them for $545 Canadian dollars. I like it. I, I think it's a tried and true. I mean, there's a lot of complaints. Yeah, here. this isn't uh, an easy one. This is not an easy one. Um, it, Space Jam is coming. IP nostalgia. Space Jam 2, you got Jordan. But I like this. I, the whole I thing. like the move, tie of sell one of them, make your money back, have zero in the rest. You maybe sell another one, make some of your money back, but have one in case it goes to the moon. If not, you didn't lose anything, but you took the chance that if they did go way, way, way up, you cashed in later and made your money. So I like the idea of selling one, getting out of it completely, 
making a couple hundred bucks, putting that money back into play while sitting on something, adding that to the collection that, hey, when Space Jam comes out, these might even be 1100 instead of 540 you know, double up there. And, and so I, I like the play because of that. This is probably the one I've, I'm have i torn the most on out of all the ones we've had. Yeah, can we slide through them real quick? Because I think this is the last one, right? That is such a strong start, the Connor, by the way. I mean, it's hard to turn down, you know, I mean... I'm not going to pick the Connor one, but making $10,000 on one card, I mean, that's that's a play. And it was vision. I mean, because he's that guy. I know Brady's making sealed video game plays. He's been making them for 18 Brady, months. I'm, I'm sure he was DMing you too. Like, Brady was DMing me like, yo, UFC. Oh, that's a good play. I think it's got to be, to me, I'm going to go with, wow, this is hard. I'm going to go with Connor. That's just such a crazy upside play. And I also know the background of like, He's been so hardcore on UFC for a while. I'm going to go with Connor or Brady with the Connor. I love Tobias's play about Ryan Garcia because I told you I'm very, very, very interested in that. But the best play in my eyes is is Roberto's. The soccer play. Everything about that from start to finish is 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 a play. Buying a lot of something, believes in something so much he doubles down on it. Gets them, grades a couple at a, at a time, separate graders, right? Different. That's a, I think that's a, 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 a tricky play. Yeah, th- to me, this is just, if he bought that, I mean, you can see he bought 10 of them at $7.45, that's $7, $7, $74.50 a piece, and PSA 9 sell for $35.50. I mean, that's 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 massive, right? Those that's ma- Again, I'm not saying the $10,000 isn't one. I love the, the Connor play too, but for me, I'm going with Roberto on this one. Me too. Um, me too. And again, it, yeah, it's just because there's a lot of, there's a lot to it. I, it's, I also know that a Roberto, um, he grinds like this took time and work and placing a bet. The guy's got a good job and a family with kids and he's working it. Um, and I know you got to have means to, you know, drop that, you know, on the left side, two forty nine, three ninety five, seven forty five. but there's margins and there's work. And I think, was it him that mentioned? No, it was the other guy. I did like the comment about the upside is this and the downside's a waste of an hour. I liked that thought process. Uh, Tobias on the Ryan Garcia. Yeah, that was our guy, Tobias on the Ryan Garcia's, right? That's huge, right? I always say that when we go to the shows and we buy dollar boxes, right? Okay, if you spend $5 and you buy $5 cards and they never pan out, you, you wasted, uh, you know, $5, $5, right? The upside mm-hmm. is massive to spend 35, 45 cents on some of those cards. This, to me, this was the best week we've had. I, this week was every one of them could have won. This was a great week. Yep, I agree. And Jay, I respect the text before I got into it and waxed poetic about Roberto Galvez when it wasn't even his play. Lou did. Lou and I did wager that there was going to be some sort of gaff. So there's more gaffs than not gaffs. True, but yeah. Tyler was right. Yep. Tyler and I have been in the spot of when you need to really own something. <laughs> you did, it, but it feels good. It. It's yeah, a tough. Awesome. It's a tough one to own. So I respect that a lot. It's a tough one to, to wear it. It hurts. All right. So again, that is play of the week. Play of the week is brought to you by eBay, your number one stop for all things cards and collectibles. So last little bit this week, we will wrap it up with latest launch. Give you guys an idea of what's coming out this week. So as I pull that up, 
Ty, Lou, you want to get into the Tops NFT release that was today? Here we are on our doorstep. We've talked about it. It's been bubbling last couple of months. You know, people, oh, market was down because of NFTs, collectibles here, there, crypto, everything. And now the worlds have collided. Uh, you can go to the apps wax.io, right? Mm-hmm. A couple hours. We're like an hour, we're like two hours away now. Log in. Get some get some wax coins, and there's going to be a tops NFT drop right there. And I'm indifferent about it. I'm not going to make any plays or pickups. Reason being is because I think these are different worlds, and I believe that previous success is not a prerequisite for future success. So just because tops makes baseball cards doesn't mean that they're going to be great at making you know building a community around digital collectibles i believe deeply in digital collectibles i believe in blockchain gaming and ownership of assets digital baseball cards are not of interest to me in that realm so that's where my head's at but i think overall it's it's big because each move like this gets more people into the both category and i think as that continues to go it's going to be very interesting for everyone. Lou? I'm aligned. That said, I will be purchasing some packs today, if I can. You want to rip wax? Yeah, I'm going to rip some wax on wax. I just think, you know, this is just a concept for me. I think it'd be cooler if there was like um, a short video associated with it instead of just a baseball card. Similar to like Top Shot? No, not not like that at all. So what video? I'm joking. I was like, so what video are you talking about? But all kidding aside, they probably should. I think it just comes down to rights and ability to pull it off and all that. Yeah. Which is why I say, like, Panini doesn't make Top Shot. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah, it's all that stuff. I don't know. Tops yeah. doesn't. Yeah, you right. know, the basketball card companies aren't making the basketball NFTs. So it'll be interesting to see how Tops can navigate this. Yeah. So in addition to that, it's actually a big release week. There's a couple cool things, but I know something on lose mind. Mm. So you've got Tops MLS Soccer this week. That's the one. You've got Museum Collection UEFA. You've got Prism Basketball Fast Break. And this Friday, you have Tops Chrome Formula One Racing. Oh. F1's lit. Um, F1 is very, very lit. Um, Verstappen's out of control. He's just on fire right now. Um, Shout out to like the 20 people who know who Verstappen is who are listening to our podcast right now. But that's very interesting. That's very, very interesting. I didn't know that. I wasn't aware of that. I might have to buy a box, like rip a little box. And then next week, Lou, is Bowman Baseball. That's huge. And then next week, on top of Bowman, is also UFC Prism. Big couple weeks for some of the non-main sports. Huge. That's... And then I think we're not far after that from Artifacts Golf. Right. We were talking... Are you... Well, I have a question for you. Are you going to be getting yes, UFC very, Prism? very, very little. Should I buy a couple slots and flip them? Are you going to be breaking it? I haven't thought about it. When I was doing the Instagram live on Sunday, someone was saying, how do you break UFC Prism? And I think you have to do it by weight class, which is fun. I mean, the other option would be letter for the last name. Yeah, but that's not fun. Or an M. Because then, like, if you get an M, you're chilling. Or a J. Yeah, but it, I mean, yeah. Or an N. Or a B. Or a J. Or an R. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I've never I've never seen it. I haven't seen the checklist, so it's really hard to say. 
I think the weight class is fun. Like a random weight class break is yeah. cool. The other option would be random packs. Just random, you know, random, you know, sell 12 packs and then randomize the order. So whoever gets the first first spot gets the first pack, second spot gets the second pack, and then you just get one pack in a box. I mean, boxes are pre-selling right now, for, I think, for 1K. So um, you're talking about a $75 to $85 pack. It'll be interesting to see. I'm sure somebody will break it, right? It's going to be popular. A lot of people will be breaking it. Just a matter of how. Matt, I don't know at the moment. Lou, happy birthday. Appreciate you joining us. Happy birthday, Lou. All the best. Have a day. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Peace. See you guys next week. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.